Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This time on The Kindness Project, the one and only Sunday mornings, and we have part two of our interview with Patrick Laurel. Hi, and welcome to The Kindness Project. I'm joined by a girl who doesn't write her intros in advance, but instead makes them up on the fly, and she's almost, because I write my intros, uh-huh. is a teenage terror of tremendous talent, is Charlotte Dames. I'm joined by a man who watches so many documentaries, he could fill a, fill a book with his random knowledge. It's Chris Dames. I do, I've got a lot of random knowledge. Is that the best you could come up with on the fly? I'm very spacey today. Oh, okay. Uh, you know what, you should have... I know you were thinking about doing a Chesney Hawks related one. You should have gone with that one. Oh, what the uh, he's the one and only, yeah. It's a bit egotistical though, yeah. it's because you're the yeah. one and only, isn't it? But but I love that song. There was a film that uh, went with it, I think it was called Buddy's Song, but I might be wrong. And it was about, I, ha- I have someone saved in my phone as the one and only, or maybe not, because the name is really common and it just, it just makes me laugh. Uh, 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 Julie. Like, I, Julie. Yeah, mum knows so many Julies, and she said, save, save Julie in your phone. Phone, and I was like, yeah. And what Julie like, is it? The one around the corner. Julie around the corner? Julie around the corner. Well, have we stopped using <laughs> surnames for <laughs> people? Surnames like Steve from the gym, Julie Hi, around Steve the corner. Um, um, gas in the office. Debbie from next door. The finance king of Random Village. <laughs> I'm having that. I'm taking. Um, I'm so, taking yeah, that the, with the me. The random teenage girl that goes and sits in me upstairs. I'm pretty sure that's what you call me sometimes. The random teenage girl who sits in me upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one that I love and I care for and I house and I feed and I worry about and I love. <laughs> worry about. <laughs> instead of that girl who just sits in me upstairs. What does me upstairs mean? <laughs> I've never, I've never heard the upper floor of a house just called me upstairs. Where are you going? Me upstairs. I just say upstairs. I'm just going upstairs. Uh, how's your house? Oh, it's got a lounge, a, a, a dining room. Upstairs. It's got a kitchen and me upstairs. You what? <laughs> I'm not the only person who calls it that. Right, I've never... Who else calls it me upstairs? No, not me upstairs, upstairs. Just, it's... The whole area is upstairs. Right, you said the girl who lives in me upstairs. <laughs> now, I know upstairs is a phrase yeah, that you could potentially me, re- use. It's like my... <laughs> yeah, but I don't... I'm, it's not me at my upstairs. It's not like my shoes. I like my shoes. They're a bit big, but you know... Where did we... How did we go on to that? My shoes from me upstairs. Anyway. Oh, God. This is just descending into absolute chaos. See, it's Problem fine is, we're right, both we've got... Sleepy because we're, it's fine we're both sleepy because we get stuff like Beryl and... Beryl and Barry. Yeah, the Beryl and Barry. I'm the only one who's kind of yeah. spacey I'm, at the moment I'm, and you're just looking at me like I'm a crazy person. You are a crazy person. I know. And I we've got you. Patrick Long coming on. Uh, uh, we pa- haven't even got past the intro. You can't do that bit yet. I will do. Uh, no, no, pa- no, no, no. There's a proper order to things and you have to wait. Right. Do the question. Sorry, who's spacey now? <laughs> do the question. The question is, do you call... <laughs> the top floor of your house. No, 
me upstairs. The question. The closed question. You can't ask a closed question. Yes, I can. I can do a Twitter poll on it, can't I? No, you can't ask a closed question. You won't get enough answers. All right. So, for the question this week. It's an open question, right? I'm feeling easy. It's an open question. I'm feeling easy like Sunday morning. What's your idea with Sunday morning is the question of the podcast. Is it spending the time in me upstairs? I spend all my time in me upstairs. <laughs> um, I would like <laughs> I would like to be productive on Sunday mornings, but I'm just not. So you'd like or like it's not in your control. <laughs> I'd like to be productive on Sunday morning, but me upstairs tells me that... <laughs> See, I'd say, if you said to me, me upstairs, I'd immediately assume that you were talking about your brain, like the voice inside your head. I'd like to be productive on Sunday mornings, but me upstairs says no. (laughs) No, it's not. I'd like to be productive on Sunday mornings, but me eyes kind of don't want to open and I can't look at the keyboard if I can't see. But... Yeah. Well, you go blind on the Sunday morning, do you? Is that what you're saying? No, my eyes gonna... I'm blind! Um, no, my eyes are going to droop sharp. Uh, but so it'd be interesting. Is it, a, is it an active Sunday morning that you'd like, listeners? Is it a relaxing Sunday morning? Is it in bed with the papers? Is it what would you have for breakfast? We want to know the details no, no. of your ideal mm-hmm. Sunday morning. I think I might have a couple of ideal Sunday mornings by the time this goes out because we're going to be on a beach. What, are we? We might be one week away, but we will be in a few Sundays. I'm more than one week away. Um, so I get done with school this week. No, next week, next Wednesday. Woo. Um, and then three days after that. Which we'll we'll, Cyprus. No. Uh, three days after that, and then three days after that. So that's six days. I should just. Yeah. Six days after I get out of school, we're gone. Oh. Sitting on the beach. So that sounds like an idea of Sunday morning. Like getting no. up. Oh, beaches are awful. No, getting up, chilling by the pool, hot weather, good book, nice bit of brekkie, swim, reading a book and relaxing. Sounds like quite a good yeah, Sunday but not morning. Not the beach. The not the beach. The sand would stick to you. Okay. So would you have the? Okay. Would you have the sun? Right. I want you to think about this very carefully. When you're thinking about it, I want you to use me upstairs, right? Okay. That's me upstairs. You're upstairs, <laughs> your brain. And, right, let's see what components you'd, you'd include. Uh, think about this very carefully, using me upstairs, right? Um, would you have the sub? Not a full power, no. What do you mean full power? No, I'm not talking about going on holiday on the sub. <laughs> What is what's full power? I just want you to be lukewarm. <laughs> right, okay. What what temperature? Uh, lukewarm. Lukewarm! <laughs> oh, so you, you, you just want to sit in the back garden in October, <laughs> would you? <laughs> no, no. No, I said no. use me upstairs. <laughs> Don't use your downstairs for thinking, Charlotte. <laughs> Why am I using my favorite? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, so. <laughs> right. Your ideal Sunday morning starts off lukewarm. <laughs> what are you having for breakfast in this lukewarm environment? Marmite on toast. Mar- 
Is your mum on toast, Luke, Mum? <laughs> no, no, it's toasty. <laughs> it's toasty. So you wouldn't have a toasty no, climate. I'd have a toasty toast. <laughs> you'd, have, you'd, have, <laughs> you'd have a lukewarm climate and toasty toast. <laughs> why, not having, why not having toasty weather and toasty toast? I don't like toasty weather. It makes me sticky and uncomfortable. Okay, so we're having lukewarm weather. Um, and what, what, is, what is your upstairs or your downstairs telling you about the drink you're going to have on Sunday morning? I'm not. <laughs> oh, no. You're not having a drink uh, uh, at all. So you're going to suffer from dehydration um, in lukewarm weather, eating toasty toast. Fine. What are you reading? Something new. Something new. <laughs> The back of the Marmite packet, something like that. Um, no, I've not. I've read that long time. Oh, okay, something new. Um, have you read? Have you read it in Greek though? No. Ah, that would be something Latin, new. So I can't read Latin. Right. So you'd read a Latin Marmite <laughs> jar. I don't know where we're going to get one of them from. Who are you surrounded by? For your idea of Sunday. No one. On your own. <laughs> right. So, so I, I genuinely hope your Sunday morning is better than this one because Charlotte's idea of Sunday morning is sitting on her own in a lukewarm environment, eating some toasty toast, reading a Latin Marmite jar. Well, it sounds silly when you put it that way. <laughs> Where would you put it? I would be enjoying the mild weather right. with my exotic marmite and my well-done toast while laying in a relaxing place, enjoying my self-peace. It sounds way better when you did it, <laughs> not. Anyway, what would your idea of Sunday morning be, listeners? You can get in touch with us at... Holla kindness on Twitter. Um, you can get in touch with me at Chris Dames, C-H-R-I-S-D-A-E-M-S. Uh, Charlotte's available at Luke Give Me a Lukewarm <laughs> Environment and a Toasty Toast Marmite. Toasty Toast. Luke, uh, she's on Twitter at Lukewarm Toasty Toast. We're on Facebook. We're on... Well, you can get in touch with us... Uh, uh, on uh, via email, holla, H-O-L-A, at the Kindness Project. Never says it right. Um, .co.uk. We've got a website, www.toastytoastlatinmarmitelukewarmweather.com. Uh, no, actually, uh, www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. And we'd love to know whether, clearly it will be, your... Uh, idea of Sunday morning it's better than <laughs> lukewarm weather toasty toast and Latin marmite <laughs> so after that absolute nonsense <laughs> I'd like to introduce am yeah, I doing it at the right time now? it's finally the right time Okay. Yeah. I'd like to introduce the second part of our interview with Patrick Luong yeah. Patrick's an amazing bloke does loads of charity uh, and in this part, he talks about his motivations, why he does what he does, and answers some of the questions of the podcast. Ooh. 
And um, when you talk about that concept of empowerment and entrepreneurship, how does that relate? To, so, you, so pump aid go into a village. Um, what happens next? Well, there's two things we do. One is so from the entrepreneurship one, we're starting with business, a business-led approach. So we're training. We've now got 60 entrepreneurs with small businesses, and they all go out and dig wells, or they'll yeah. maintain community pump, or they'll go and, and repair it, or they'll install uh, a pump for a house, or maybe for a small farm. So it's, yeah, they've got seasonality out there as well. Yeah. Baking hot sun, but no, yeah, it's a dry season that they can't get water to irrigate their crops in the dry season. Gotcha. Really, con- very different concepts we have here. Yeah, yeah. Well, they struggle to have enough food on the table, so it's about then. But there's water just five or ten meters below. Yeah. Be away. Um, so that's kind of we are doing it from yeah, setting up small businesses from scratch, and it's about both sides. So getting the skill sets, giving the tools, giving the marketing skills, how you yeah. actually go about finding business, and then telling the people who've got choices. So don't wait for an agency to come and install a general pump that you have to share, and it might break down. And you might. Uh, have to then go to unimproved water again or what's your next village so actually you've got choices now and you might and you will find a way so mobile phones are rife in Africa. Yeah. so you think if you want something enough you'll find a way it's about the, the values and it's and that's what really works because the yeah. people you know, if you yeah. buy something rather than giving something you look after especially yeah. if it's something that's valuable you first yeah. a car or an iphone or a laptop or a yeah. handbag it's also it, it's also it's also that self-respect that yeah. comes from being in control to a certain lesson or, or great extent of your own destiny isn't yeah. it and yeah it's just that first step and it's that, that is very true of a lot of other charities as well about having a, a trajectory but those first steps are so important yeah it's just having you know, sustainable water initially but then having that choice and it might be that you share it amongst 10 mm. people do you, do you think when it comes to international development we've made a, a bit of a mistake about being too paternalistic as a, as a country? Yeah. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's some of our um, messaging right now is that you know, 20 years of foreign aid hasn't improved yeah. the, the poverty stats at all. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a bad use of investment. Oh, it's not. I mean, it wasn't intentional. Some of it is. Yeah. You know, I, I could be, it could be good. It, it, good in intention doesn't mean good right. in, in action, does it? Yeah. That's right, and it's a lot. It's complicated, and it's beyond yeah. my sort of my ken. But this, yeah, yeah. I think there's availability of funding and about. You know, it's important to build lots of pumps, but yeah. you don't think long term. Thinking, okay, now we've built pump coverage of ninety percent. Well, how are we going to fix it? So what's next then? Is it Malawi and then and then the rest of Africa and then the world? Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to take time. So we've kind of got kind of doing two districts and a couple of, uh, of counties, and then we're going to try and slowly expand mm. across. The and how many pumps and or how many entrepreneurs have you have you got targets to? Yeah, it's different. So we're almost becoming more very business-like. Actually, we've got cash flows and business plans, which is interesting alongside the charitable side as well. So we've yeah. still got the charitable brand as well where we would giving training and we're also helping the preschools as well so again back to the early years yeah. development we're building water pumps and improving nutrition okay. under fives as well and making sure that people understand the importance of hygiene and hand washing for eating for example yeah. really basic thing but you just yeah. don't know yeah 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 How would you know? so there's an educational process there isn't it but yeah, we're, we're hoping to set up a few hundred businesses across. So we're now at okay. 60. Amazing. Um, 
amazing. Yeah, but it's only a small team, right? It's only three and a half for you, you were saying there. In, in London, that's right. We've, yeah. we've deliberately put most of our um, team out in Malawi, so it's got about 15, 16 out there. Yeah. It's the most of the money. Uh, ha, have you been out? Have you been out yeah, to Malawi? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's really important and it's brilliant. And, uh, yeah, and we're using a lot of the, sort of the stories and the, and the photos. But then I think I, the storytelling is very important with, um, with development work. And yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's a real privilege and to meet people and you know, know their names and know their stories, especially the entrepreneurs and some of their customers we get to know yeah. their, their stories. It's really interesting. We, earlier, I don't know if, you've, if you listened to this particular episode, but we did a, um, an episode with a um, couple called, um, uh, the charity's called Umanendi, and it's a, um, a husband and wife, full-time employed in the UK, run this charity as a passion project and it um, it um, educates 400 kids in Ghana every year so a small school educates 400 kids in Ghana every year and we were talking about how amazing that is and the lady who um, whose, whose name's lost me right this second but uh, it, will, it will come back to me said to me it is Chris and I love what I do but I look into the school and see those 400 happy kids and then look out and see hundreds more that I want to help oh, and that that can be intensely frustrating actually yeah. so how do you how, how do you manage that emotion it is tough I mean with the preschool project for example there's at least 10,000 and we've done 50 of those yeah so you've got to look at what you, you can yeah do. small steps isn't it yeah. Yeah. yeah and in terms of you know our entrepreneurship programme yes there's the whole country, but let's do it properly. Instead of availability funding, but also your ability, your ability to deliver as well. Yeah. It's almost like a business if you expand it too quickly. Yeah, you need to do it bit by bit, don't yeah. you? That's right. So, so that's not the only amazing project you're involved with, because I know you've, we've already mentioned that you um, you're actively involved with Good Gym. Yeah. For people who don't know what Good Gym is, because I didn't know about it until your involvement, and then I started looking into it. So help people understand what Good Gym is. Good Gym is a community of runners who get fit whilst doing good. Okay. That's it. And they've reached an interesting milestone this month. Okay. 50 areas, and they're nearly 10 years old. Okay. And what I mean by this is that we get fit by doing good in three ways. And the first, and the first one is by group runs. And we, what we'll do is we'll meet at a agreed start point. It might be a swimming pool or a cinema. It's great that people allow us to use their facilities. And then we'll meet on a Monday to Wednesday evening, run one to four kilometers okay. to a community project that needs lots of hands, do a physical task, and then and run back. Okay, cool. It might be, for example, shifting lots of wood chip. It might be painting. Uh, it might be uh, making beds, which we were doing this week. So it was in a homeless shelter. We just okay. making beds, which just saves time for the volunteers. And it's that very that's that concept of many hands make light work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty people working for half an hour. Yeah, that's a lot. Can actually get hours. the job done. Yeah, fifteen hours, and that's probably three or four people's time. How do you fund the community project? Or how does, how does Good Gym fund the community yeah, so project? Each, so there's 50 areas, and each um, area has a, a run leader, yep. a trainer, and their responsibility is to then coordinate the group on that okay. night. And in the weeks before that, they then create networks, and they create relationships with um, 
local communities, our yep. schools, our churches, yep. um, and garden centres, lots of that, lots of weeding, shifting hmm. soil. Uh, but a, a big variety. So this, you know, this week I was building uh, a log hotel for stag beetles in Hackney. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, what's the what's the weirdest thing you've done for for good gym? It's been a few. I mean, I think last night's was an interesting one. So yeah. There was somebody who was applying for funding. Uh, she was at there was a community centre down in St Pancras area, and it was part of a funding application to the boxing teacher and a yoga teacher. But to tick all the boxes, she needed to do dance fits, and I volunteered to be part of. How'd it go? It's tough actually. Okay. It's quite funny. So you've done a four k run. Dance fit class, yeah. and then you've got to run back. Well, actually, that one we started with the homeless shelter, so we went and made beds. Okay. People. Okay, cool. And then we went to the community centre, and then I did the dance video. And yeah, we ran about two and a half kilometres each way. Okay, cool. But another very unusual one was with the uh, was an age tr- age trust. So it was in ahead of um, pride um, parades, and what we were doing then was raising awareness about pill and we were doing papier-mâché pills so we had this um, papier-mâché pre-done with paintings half white half red okay really practical i think that for them is really important to yeah. awareness about the fact that we've done decorating cupcakes i think the, ins- the book hotels are quite strange i've had waders on gone into the river down in catford yeah and i've done litter picks in there yeah 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 how, how often how often do you run it varies i can go heavy okay so i think this is where um i mean as a community, we run Monday to Wednesday, but as an individual. Uh, every night? Yeah, Monday to Wednesday. Monday, yeah. Monday Tuesday, yeah, Wednesday, every week. So, so each area oh, right. has its designated night. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And and how did you get involved in that? Was it just that, that was your... F- yeah, so um, so that was one of the ways. The other way is, is then the reason I got involved was this, with something called Coach Runs, which is where we're paired with an elderly, isolated person in the neighbourhood. Okay, I like that. Yeah, and we're called coaches because they motivate you to run and they share their wisdom. So yeah. it's a concept of reducing loneliness but giving yeah. running purpose. And as I said earlier, I'd kind of tick the box of a marathon and then I'd stop running. So yeah. for me, given those are the yeah, those important people in my life who have passed away who were older, it really was a perfect time to reconnect with volunteering. It's really, it's really interesting. We, um, we interviewed a guy who... Um, uh, we were talking talk to the podcast with we do some work with f- f- through the business he runs an insurance firm and he um yeah, J- yeah jason jason Connor. Yeah. yeah he's a lovely 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 bloke um and um yeah he he had a he had a li- he had a pal up in um up in uh, liverpool and he said to me she started off as as me helping her and now she's just my friend because we talk about the beatles and stuff like that and and that companionship yeah. benefits not only that individual it benefits you as oh, well right no, it yeah it's not a one-way thing at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what got me into it. And then by accident, actually, because you do a GPS trick, they then yeah. said, oh, come to a group run to do it. And I kind of thought, oh, no, I don't want to run with the group. You know, I'm kind of a solo runner. Yeah. And I kind of accidentally enjoyed it. We ran 2K, yeah. a bit of weeding, had a biscuit, and run back. I thought, I quite like that. <laughs> and then the third way is where we do one-off missions for older, isolated people so okay. to help them be safer. So... Very simple. It can be these light bulb. It can be changing a light bulb. You think if you're over seventy or over eighty, you don't want to be getting up yeah, on be. a chair or mm. on a ladder to do that. So really yeah. simple, but very frustrating, and, and you 
uncertainty. Yeah, so I gotcha. I'm going to take a handrail down, for example. Yeah. Moving like beds for people coming out of hospitals. So yeah. There's lots of one of practical tasks. And I think the whole concept really is that there's a lot of good that needs to be done yeah. in, in the world and rather than go to a conventional gym and run a treadmill to nowhere or shift kettlebells that don't need to be lifted. Yeah. Actually run to an older, isolated person. Yeah. Help somebody. And yeah. shift some soil. I like that. I really like that. So it really works that. And I, yeah, I got involved in a big way. Yeah, and where, what, what regions is, is that in? I know you've mentioned so there's a lot in 50. London. Uh, we've pretty, more than half the boroughs in London, but we've okay. just launched uh, Coventry and Solihull last okay. week to, to Birmingham, which is far where international, I guess. I don't know whether Wales, Cardiff is doing really well. But yeah. Far enough, there's Newcastle. Yeah. And we've got some Coastal and we've got Brighton. Yeah. And you're, you're involved in Park Run as well? Yeah, so Park Run's a really good one as well. And that's an interesting one about where the running fits in. And it's gone from... So that is huge. I don't know, are you, are you involved with... Uh, I've, I've done a couple. So I, I, I've, I did my marathon and then stopped running. Yeah. Um, so... so uh, got Paris out of the way and I'm going back now so I've got a 10k coming up and I've got a half marathon coming up at the end of the year and I think I've got to do London I think I've got I've done Paris um, I, I, well the ballot the ballot's coming up so I'm going I'm to enter the ballot see how I get on and if not probably have a um, oh, well I'm probably going to do that yeah. Probably going to do that. So, so um, I've got um, I've got a skydive on Saturday. First time I've ever done that, and I've raised about a thousand pound for charity. Um, How are you feeling about that? Um, really super nervous. <laughs> um, are you scared of heights? Uh, not really. It's just I'm I'm not scared of heights. I'm just scared of falling. Um, but um, no, it, uh, it it's the unusualness of the experience. I think. But I look. I I. I'm sure I'll love it. Have you done it? Yeah. Where are you doing it? I, did, I mean, I was fortunate to do one in, in New Zealand over Fox last year. So I'm I'm doing my one I'm doing my one down in Bournemouth. Um, so it should be should be a good experience. But it was meant to be a couple of Fridays ago, and uh, dr- well yeah, drove all the way down there, um, and they said, look, I'm really sorry, it's just way too windy and the, yeah. w- the weather's not right. You can't do it. Well, look, as as much as I love the Chatterwood. <laughs> Islands. Can I, I'd like to visit Guernsey voluntarily yeah, instead of yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, so yeah, so so that that's coming up. So, but I think my next big challenge is London. Um, yeah. uh, uh, but um, you could fundraise for it, and you could do it. I reckon. I reckon I could. I reckon I could. For my first marathon, and I. You've done London, it. right? No. Oh, right. Nine times. But um, no, I mean, do fundraise and good yeah. things can happen. So I fundraised for NSPCC for my first marathon and then I was lucky to get invited down to the um, Diamond Jubilee concert down at Buckingham Cool, so cool, good stuff. And things come from that. Um, so so what, what, what runs have you got got coming up? Are your running days sort of no, still? I'm going to go for it. I've got Hackney Half booked in, so I was volunteering um, last year. Okay. So there's another thing about volunteering, that sometimes you get some perks as well. Yeah. So I volunteered for a good few hours last year, handing out bottles and jelly babies to the yeah. runners at about mile 10. And uh, and then for that you get a free place. So I'm kind of cashing that in and I'm going to go. It's a good race. Okay. It's a tough Did one. Did you be about? Um, it goes alongside that, yeah. Okay, cool. It's just changed its plan, but yeah, it's 
it's, it's a around flat like course. Yeah, yeah, it goes for Olympic Park as well. But they've just changed it this year. But it's a good one. It's, it's always been hot. So yeah. What's What's been the favourite race you've ever done? Good question. Not from my first marathon actually. Okay. Brighton. The crowd was so so good. I was, yeah. I went out way too keen and uh, yeah, hit the wall very Was it hot? It wasn't actually, okay. thankfully, because la I know last year's London was, even yeah. as a spectator, that was tough, and I felt for them. It's, yeah, the sudden heat waves are tough. I've had a few races like that. Yeah. But I think that one, yeah, it's not cheap. But I wish I was a crier as well, because at the end of my first marathon, I really wanted to be. Oh, I had a cry at the end of mine. Really? Oh, honestly, I got to the end. I mean, I, I my, uh, you've, you've probably heard this story because I, I do, I, I think I've told it in the podcast, but I'll tell you anyway. So I did Paris three years, two and a bit, two, two years ago now. So I did Paris, um, uh, got a phone call, I was at mile 15, and I'm a, I'm not, you're more built for running than me, right? I'm a bit tall and a bit wide and, and not a natural runner. So I'm slow. So five and a half hours was is, has been my quickest, quickest marathon, which I'm relaxed about. Doesn't bother me. I'm, I, I did it. Um, but at mile 14, um, the girls were at mile 18. So Charlotte, Sophie, and Kessa were at mile 18. I get a call, and they say there's a uh, there's a guy who's just run past with an Eiffel Tower on his head. <laughs> are you anywhere near? Are you like sort of even within the same? Are you in the same race as this guy with an Eiffel? I said look. I'm on my way. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, 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 yeah, I know. Uh, I'm four, I'm four miles away. I'm getting there. Mile 16, so I'm two miles away. There's a guy who's just run past with a tutu. Anywhere? Are you close? Are you close? So, so got there, gave him a cuddle, carried, carried on running. It was all amazing. Paris was it? So I was expecting Paris to be like London, but Paris Parisians tend to be way too sophisticated to write like come out so there's a lot of people clapping in cafes while they enjoy a wine um, but a lot of Parisians were really frustrated that the marathon had come to to their to their to their city whereas London you don't you oh, never get that feel no it's a real buzz yeah um, so we got, I got to mile 20 and um, there was a guy who had a baguette in one hand and a bag of shopping in the other who was waving his baguette as he crossed the road and almost hit me with his baguette right so I came back first client meeting was like two days after I came back and Mark who was my client said um how was the marathon was it was it good I went yeah it was good but I did get attacked by a man with a baguette <laughs> he went could you make that sound any more French <laughs> do you know what I mean did he have onions or no none of that just just the baguette just the baguette so yeah yeah it was good but I um I find I find running quite a cathartic experience, and oh, I I'd imagine you do too. Yeah, especially yeah. I think in big built-up cities or with um, yeah with hectic life, it's nice to have some control back. Especially yeah. in London, and when you're commuting, you're kind of stuck on your fixed rails. Yeah, it's nice to have that control back. And then run free. Run, yeah, I'll turn left. I'll turn left. Yeah. Slow down. So 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 we've talked 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 about Pompeii. We've talked about Park Run, and we've talked about um, good gym. But you do more than that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So not like that's not enough. You do a lot more. Tell, tell us about the rest. Yes, another one that's really important to me is um, Love London Cares. It's a really good one. And they're part of a growing family called the Cares family. And okay. that's an interesting one. And so what they're tackling is loneliness, but not just in older people. It's emerging 
growth of loneliness in, in younger people as well. I think the digital society is cutting people out. So what it simply does is gets young people and old people to hang out. And I like it. I so like it's it. a very more relaxed version of what I do with Good Gym. So I've got a one-to-one friendship. So I've yeah. been visiting the same friend for nearly four years now. This is just many-to-many social clubs. It's really, really good fun. And I mean, you can do one-to-one. They do one-to-one pairings too, without the run. Yeah. And I hold people to that. And just, oh, I love what you do with the, the Good Gym coaches, but I don't like the run. It's like, ah. We've it's we've got another yeah, opportunity. Yeah. One-to-one friendships without the run. So yeah. People there, but but the the clubs are are really good, and you can just have fun. So I know this year they yeah, they have lots of tea dancers. They have film nights. Yeah. They have, very thematic, very yeah. Yeah, clever. So they, they did beatboxing in January, okay. for example. And but but it's about just connecting people in society, isn't it? Yeah, and it's about um, yeah, it's about connections, intergenerational mixing, but also yeah. you know older people tending to have lived maybe in London or now Manchester and Liverpool might have lived in the same area for thirty and sixty years. Even yeah, more. yeah. Young people are coming in, very social, but have no depth or no no. Roots. Yeah. The old people have got roots and you know, relationships with people. Yeah. People yeah. On. Yeah. Um, and it's just bringing those two together and it's really powerful. It, it, it's just a lot about fun and friendship. Yeah, love and, it. And you learn skills. So did you ever, did you ever, it was on Channel 4 quite recently, did you ever watch the old people's home for four year olds? I saw bits of it actually. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that is an amazing concept, I yeah. think. Just that connection between young and old yeah. where actually. There might be a seventy or eighty year gap, but in terms of the ability for for humans to make that connection across generations is amazing. Yeah. yeah. When we looked at it, they might have been grandparents themselves and you know, yeah. looking after kids. Yeah. It's amazing how comfortable the children were. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was it, it was it was brilliant. Yeah, so that's really good and that's was another one of my kind of swan songs of financial planning was um, getting involved with that. Care about yeah. Older people. How, how do you how do you fund time? I suppose we've all got the same amount of time. We've got twenty four hours in a day. It's yeah. About what you prioritise. Yeah. And for me, it's really important to. I yeah, I I learn things. I meet people. I have fun. Yeah. And enjoy. That's what I want to know. Put back to that story yeah. from. Uh, talk you know. talk to me about the impact it has on your mental health. Really positive. I mean, it's yeah, it's a lot of studies about volunteering in terms of. And, and kindness generally about it being having a sense of purpose. I mean, it builds a lot of resilience yeah. as well. So, I mean, we've talked about this offline, but separately, I've kind of had some tough times with health, and I think it's easy to get quite down about it, but actually, you can focus on what you can still yeah. do. Yeah. And we talked about this earlier when we were just before about how you identify, especially in the running community that I'm, I'm in with, with Good Gym, with the park run. I think there's a lot about kindness and volunteering with mental health about it and actually now that I'm injured and I'm identifying as a run at home, my goodness, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. So building the community around it and still yeah. having ways to be involved. So as a in part when I used to marshal when I had after my shoulder surgery and I'd be a marshal you Yeah, you can get involved. Music. Actually guy a friend of mine, Rich, he he loves marshalling as much as he loves running you know it's it's been part of that it's been part of that community of, of people all, all there for the same thing isn't exactly. it exactly it's enabling yeah. hundreds of you we have about 500 people running yeah. my local park run now it's about enabling them to have their free yeah. time run and i only take music as well so it's like say it's just more motivational yeah sounds good sounds good so 
we, we are at that time <laughs> where we, I'm going to ask you some of the questions of the podcast. And now, because I know that you are a podcast listener, I had an I I uh, interview for the Kindness Project earlier on who ha- uh, by, with a lady who hadn't listened to the podcast. And when I asked her, who's your favourite Muppet, it really surprised her. Um, but let's start with that one. Who's your favourite Muppet? That's a tough one. There's not that many I remember now. Is I think the cool one really is a bit out there. Is Animal the? He's amazing. He's I think he's, he's definitely the best. It'd be interesting one about how many people know or remember as well. Yeah. Uh, it's you know what it was. Interestingly, we 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 never know what questions of the podcast are going to be popular. Yeah. Okay, so um, we just put them out there, see how we get on, and and we go from there. And and what's your favourite Muppet has been one of the most popular questions we've really? ever had, really? ever, along with another one which I really love. Um, what's the favourite piece? What's your favourite piece of trivia? Ooh. That's broad, isn't it? Uh, it's very broad. I mean, I, I think, I think, I think people reply on social media because they can give it some thought. So give that yeah, one well, some it's thought. A yeah, it's, it's, it's a I definite topic. But one I learned this week when I was building a hotel for Stag Beach was that they spend ninety over ninety percent of their lifetime underground as larvae and pupae. Interesting. Into the world, and they survive for a few months. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. I, I really like them. What's the world's best detective? Didn't see that one actually. Maybe Austin Powers bizarrely. Ah, Austin Powers. But yeah. Because yeah. it kind of, I use his name a few times because of the my link with um, my background being Vietnamese. My yeah. parents left Vietnam in the 70s and their language and cultures, I've got no modern slang or no modern phrases. Gotcha. Some of the words I use in Vietnamese are very old fashioned. So when I explain that to my friends, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of maybe like Austin Powers. <laughs> I like really that. Unusual expressions in Vietnam. I think, I think you like this one. If you if someone gave you a million pounds and you could use it for kindness, what would you do? Oh, I... I'd probably allocate it to a lot of smaller grassroots startups, I think that would be okay. really specific in their focus. Yeah. Like the, you know, the good gym and the yeah. chairs, which have got a very clear um, purpose. Yeah. So quite niche, quite focused. Yeah. Where you could potentially see the impact a lot more than a larger charity. Okay, well, that makes sense to me. Uh, the uh, next one I'm going to ask you is, if you could do any job any time, um, just for a day, assuming that you had all the qualifications and skills to do the job, what would you, what would you try? Ideally, I'd say I'd be a world leader, but right now it's not a good <laughs> but it, depends, it depends on what country, I suppose. Um, um, I think being a big only for one day would be back on stage performing. I've done a lot of performing in the past, but I know that when you make it big, it's a very different lifestyle. You've been on the road in a hotel okay. with a celebrity. But I think for one day to play a big, you have to play Wembley, something like that. D- st- singing, dancing, guitar, acting, what would you do? Anyway, well, maybe not the guitar, I'm not good at guitar, but I would yeah. kind of probably sing in. Okay. What's been your favourite ever Christmas present? 
interesting insight into the concept of stuff, isn't it? How many of you remember, actually? Uh, And as we were talking about crying earlier, when was the last time you cried? Interestingly, only last week, but very a little bit. And um, so it's this very interesting plug. There's a film out there just uh, was came out this month called The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind. It's, yeah. It's just come out. It's on Netflix in Curzon Cinemas. And it's about it's set. It's about a chess player, isn't it? Oh no, no, it's a different. That's a different uh, film I'm thinking about. Yeah, but it's set in Malawi. And it's about how a teenager sort of just uh, went to school and read about wind power, and it did have some creative license. You know, we're on the yeah. a little bit, and it's even the story itself. Is, but it's about how a teenager you know discovered wind power and created a turbine in his village to avoid famine. But they linked it to the irrigation I was talking about earlier about just getting water from a few meters below ground but you need technology and when that first few trips of water came out and you could set all that emotion love it, it up and love it i'm a real sucker for emotional setup yeah good uh, you know i'm really traditional values you know kind of like the superhero winning and good value that's yeah. what's driven me a lot yeah you can probably tell i need reinforcement that so good conquers the world yeah. good conquers the world will shine through and i think when that first trip comes through it's like, yeah oh, there's so much relief in the sense of you know, the family and the stories. I, I, it's, in, it's interesting because if you, if you watch the news, you wouldn't get much validation of good at the minute, would you? No. Um, but the, my, my faith in humanity comes from conversations like this. Yeah. You know, just like having a chat with amazing people. Yeah, um, right now, with the news and the world we're in, I think it's important to remember there's good things. Yeah, most people are generally good, yeah. uh, I think. Um, and uh, last question. Um, you are in the final of the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> you can do anything you want as a showstopper. What are you going to bake? This is a classic good one. I did see that one as well. I don't, do you know what? I haven't watched it since it went over to Channel 4, but I, did, I was a very loyal one on the first. I definitely want one that one of the gravity defying ones. I think that they would be remembered. Okay. Okay. Probably a multi tier, multi flavour cake. But I'd be more borrowing from some of the ones that I've seen, really. They're almost like what's the first one. Oh, well, you know, you know what? We had an amazing response. So one of our listeners is. Uh, an ex-contestant of the Bake Off 
So they wrote in, and I'm not going to spoil it for the, for the, for the actual podcast it's going to go, go out, and so I'm not going to tell you who it is. But um, uh, they wrote in and said, as I failed as a Bake Off contestant, the only thing I'd ever do on Bake Off now is cook humble pie. I thought that was, the, I thought that was an amazing answer, just absolutely amazing answer. Um, Patrick, thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, it's, uh, we've been waiting for ages to get you on, and uh, it's been as good as I thought. So thank you, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers. Are you excited about Patrick coming on in a couple of weeks to guest host The Kindness Project? Ooh. Yes, that'll be very exciting. It's only our, what, second? I was talking to Mikey last night. Was you? Yeah. Mikey was our first ever guest host, yeah. wasn't he? What would you talk to Mikey about? Just having a chat. About? Uh, the was it your book I'm writing. Was it your ideal Sunday morning? No. Oh, I love a bit of lukewarm weather and some toasty toast. No, we were, just, we were just having a chat and I found that really funny picture of him in the kilt on his Instagram. Him in the kilt. He's in a kilt with there's, there's three of them and they're all in kilts of different colours. Okay. It's a very funny picture. Okay. Well, I'm sure Mike will be really happy you told the world of the kindness project about that. It's a good it's good it made me giggle. Good. Um, shall we get them in the show? Yes, let's go. And now the end is near. And now I face last week's question. Oh. So, you, right, now last week you asked me to mix it up a bit. It I've, mi- good. I've mixed it up. Let me say my line first. If I've mixed it up and you're... What are you going to say now? It's all over. <laughs> <laughs> right, but we've got to do last week's question, which was... Which was... What would your autobiography t- be, be called? And last week you said your autobiography would be called. What's the right word? What's the right word? I think lukewarm weather, toasty toasts, Latin marmite might be the uh, the new thing. But we had some great answers for this this week. So uh, Loretta Bergman said she'd call it Liddy Dreamer. I quite like that, Liddy Dreamer. Uh, John would call it um, Kind. Or walking with my black dog. Mandy Medlock would just call it me, so would Jess Lake. Um, Kath Keat said I would have done a lot of things differently. Russell Dames would call it me, my mind, and I. Roberta White, friend of the show and nan of one particular podcast host, hint, Is it's that not me, me um, <laughs> would just call it Bob's Big Book. <laughs> I quite like that. Um, uh, then we've got the impossible elf on Twitter who said um, she'd he'd call it, uh, he or she would call it adult content. Oh no, that's for other podcast. Sorry, I've got that completely wrong. Um, uh, Dennis Hall would call, call it what's that, was that it? Um, while we while we experience mm. some technical London difficulties. Ma- <laughs> yeah, we're having some technical difficulties at the minute. Um, London <laughs> Money, Martin <laughs> from London Money would be skipped to the end. Rosario Mayer, top secret A on Twitter, story of a scar. Um, and uh, Mark Bartley would write his autobiography and call it Never Give In. Heidi Ball would be have a joint biography with Dan. A cook and ball story, <laughs> and Justin Gaffney would call his fallen angel. Isn't that a bit narcissistic? <laughs> Maybe so. And on that note, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>